Those kinds of discussions were going, but we weren't really making a whole lot of progress toward that by the end of 1984. We were having development with our own liturgy. We were building temples. We were starting to look more and more orthodox. Some of our churches were moving toward the uh, liturgy of St. John Chrysostom. But we did have a uh, growing tension and division on our Holy Synod about what our vision was. I will outline it right now, and then I will develop it tomorrow. This movement was, was uh, driven by the leadership of six men for many years. And those men, of course, consisted of the presiding bishop's council. And most of them, for many years, for several years at least, lived in the same place. And as Father Jack mentioned a few minutes ago, they'd meet every day for prayers. Not only that, <laughs> they would meet often on Father Jack's patio and would have discussions about various and sundry things, sometimes nothing, but sometimes important discussions about issues that affected all of us. And inevitably, six months of discussions informally led to, at the next synod, there was something else to be brought that was pushing, pushing, pushing the rest of us in a particular direction. I uh, uh, promised a Father Haroldism. <laughs> Father Harold is nothing but, not, but, but colorful. Uh, he, and forgive me, Father, but the, <laughs> he made a comment one day about, about how much impact those patio discussions would have on the rest of it. He's, he said, if you all fart on the patio, we smell it all over the country. And there's a certain element of truth. <laughs> and what we felt, and speaking as, as a diocesan bishop that was not in that group, what we felt was that we were moving so fast and, I, and we needed time. I remember I told you it took 18 months to get from a decision about infant baptism to implement it in the, in the parishes. And often we felt that we needed time for consolidation. We had issues with pastoral relationships and things that needed to happen in the, in the churches. While we believed in Catholicity, that was one of those 12 marks, right? We believed in, in developing a relationship with the church Sometimes it felt like that was the highest item on the agenda of that particular group of people, and it was down the list on ours. Does that make some sense to you? And so there, there, was, there was a tension about, uh, about that sort of thing. Secondly, there was a tension on vision. At one level... The question, we, we, we agreed that we believed in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. The question is, what is that? Several of us were coming to the understanding that the Orthodox Church is the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Others of us, at that point, 
had the understanding that the one holy Catholic and apostolic church was the church of the first thousand years of Christian history when the church was united and that after 1054, if you draw a diagram, you'd have a branch going this way that was Catholicism and a branch going this way that was Orthodoxy, neither of which are the trunk. The trunk is the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, but that there was the, and then of course branches going off the Catholic church, the Protestant churches and, and all of that. So the vision that these bishops had, Ken Jensen was the leader of that particular idea of what the church was, was to restore the life of that first thousand years, irrespective of whether it ever connects to the current expression of the church at all. I used the term a couple of days ago that I will now reintroduce to you. It was a, a vision of a patristic restoration movement. That is, instead of looking at just the Bible, which we couldn't do, and finding the characteristics and trying to live like that, we would look at the Church of the Fathers, the Church of that, those centuries, and we would construct that church and live like that church. And because, in our assumption, we were following the blueprint, what we were was that church. Do you see? And so with that kind of a vision, if this is the church because we constructed it this way, and these are the principles upon which it's constructed, we really don't need immediately to get into union with anybody else. What we need to do instead is to evangelize and grow and so forth. And eventually, they will recognize us as Orthodox and accept us as we are. Married Episcopate and all. Okay? Now, that was not the vision of Bishop Peter, Bishop John, Bishop Jack, Bishop Richard, and the presiding bishops council, nor all of the diocesan bishops, but it was the vision of many of us in the Midwest. So, when, you, when we came then to a synod meeting and we had this vision being promoted and this vision being promoted, this vision being resisted, and you add into that the other problems of, of trying to implement, of try, there, the whole question of whose agenda are we going to follow became a, a, a continuing tension. Do we follow the presiding bishop who is trying to lead us into the Orthodox Church? Or do we wait until all of us on the Synod agree 100% in consensus, and then move. Is it leadership from, and we argued and argued. We, in fact, we had a whole commission that put together a report in 1982, a polity <coughs> commission report, trying to work out the dynamic of who was, uh, where the final decision was being made about all, the, uh, all of these kind of things. And personalities get involved too. People have different needs. People have different conceptions of themselves, and, and different men are were very charismatic uh, type of persons. Bishop Peter, for example, is the inveterate eternal optimist. 
there's never a bad thing that ever happened to him, I don't think. <laughs> you know, and I'll, I'll tell a little story about that tomorrow. But, but, you know, it's just he was optimistic all the time. And then there's those of us that are grousing pessimists. You know, I mean, it was never work, you know. Yeah, well, you know, the cheerleading versus the help, <laughs> stop, hang on. You see what I mean? That kind of uh, dynamic was there, uh, was there also. So if you look at, at the basic issues that were there, the vision of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, is it the Orthodox Church or is it a reconstructed patristic blueprint? Was the married episcopate essential or was that something, even our office as bishop, that we could give up in order to become part of the church? Bishop Peter, as early as 1982, said that he was willing to not be a bishop to come into the church. I remember Robert Gio at that very same meeting said, I'm willing not to be a bishop, but I'm not willing for you, meaning the presiding bishop, not to be a bishop. You see the tension? The whole issue of priority, all of that, that just kind of boiled around in uh, these years. Well, I will pick up tomorrow with the, the conclusion, I guess, the climax of all of this and that eventuated in our reception of the church. I will talk about our pilgrimage to Constantinople. I will talk about the split that took place in the EOC. I will talk about apostolic succession, Father John, and uh, our encounter with Metropolitan Philip uh, in our reception. God bless.